Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, with expert guests sharing inspiring and uplifting stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh perspective, powerful top tips and tools on an array of topics designed to help you thrive in all areas of life. Hello and welcome everybody to another amazing episode on Exponential Potential. And today we continue our topic of confidence um, and we're delving really deep today. We're going beyond and delving deep into our divine feminine power with the incredible, I am so pleased and so honored to introduce you to to Tanya Penny. Thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us. Um, uh, (laughs) And and Tanya's coming in from Hawaii. Um, So it's early doors for her today. So I really appreciate you you coming in and taking the time to join us. Um, Tanya is an occupational therapist. She is an intuitive guide divine channel and conduit, an author of the really amazing book, Connect with the Divine You, which is a book and journals. Tanya teaches, empowers, and supports you to fully love and express your true self, heal your body and past trauma, and wake up to the soul that you are. Using her mind-body-soul methodology, I get my lips around that one. Um, For 25 years, Tanya experienced anxiety, depression, pain, and had issues with weight and eating disorders. Um, In 2004, she was diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis, and that was her first wake-up call, um, that there was some deeper issues in need of love, attention, and release, the medications, lifestyle challenges, and the medical interventions that, you know, the regular Western medical interventions couldn't touch. It wasn't easy for Tanya, and there were many, many layers um, to peel back and really look into herself. And it wasn't a quick fix either. It's taken years, but the good news is Tanya is completely healed. And oh my God, are you glowing? And She believes that there, of course, there is a place and time for Western medicine. But if you are 100% committed to healing all areas of your life, then it's time to connect to your soul as well. She now teaches the therapeutic meditation process known as TMP, release the three Ps and the 10 evolved keys. And I know that Tanya is gonna be talking a bit about those and what that is and what that means. Um, trusting that those that will find their way into the hearts and lives of those who really need it and are ready to go deeper on their journey. So welcome, Tanya. Um, I'm so pleased that you're here and you're joining us today. And I know that you're going to have some really juicy topics to share um, Mm. as we delve into our divine feminine power and what that means and what that looks like. Yeah, thank you you so much for having me and yeah it's great to connect again and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what's gonna come out of my mouth today um <laughs> <laughs> never know 
it's, I, I have my outline, but you just, you go, it, again, it's, we're going to be talking about it, right? The, yeah. the divine, yeah. divine feminine part of it is um, going with the flow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'd love you to share your story um, and why you're so passionate about helping others connect with their divine feminine power. Yeah. Um, you know, I could go on for hours about my story, but I'm going to give you the, the short the short and sweet, or maybe not so sweet version. <laughs> so I grew up in a very, um, I'm going to say chaotic household. And mm -hmm. dad um, is an alcoholic. And my mom is undiagnosed um, mental illness. Um, I think it's bipolar, but I, I, who knows? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just, um, and they, they had me at a really young age. And uh, they were 18 and they really didn't like each other actually. And so, as you can imagine, there was um, a lot of fighting, a lot of yelling. Um, yeah, just chaos, violence. Um, yeah, all, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, when we go through and everyone's going to have their own version, right? Um, we, we all have our own version of childhood trauma or wounds. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that doesn't have that. Um, but, you know, what I, what I see looking back is how it really set me up to be in what I would call that shadow masculine, um, you know, where we feel like we have to strive and we have to do it all and do it all alone. Like I, I felt, I'm an only child too. So I felt mm -hmm. like and we lived out in the middle and we lived out in the middle of nowhere. So I literally felt like I, I had to survive all by myself. Um, and it felt so like it was survival every day, especially every, in that, in that environment of not knowing what's going to come at you. Yeah, absolutely. Walking on eggshells, um, feeling like, you know, oh, mom's in bed all day again. I guess I'm going to be making my own meals. Mm -hmm. You know, if dad was home, it, there was not a lot of interaction. Um, positive interaction let's just say mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. so, and, and I don't know about you Jen but like I know me and a lot of my clients um like I didn't remember the first 10 years of my childhood um you know until about 2018 and you know so as I've been going through it's like more memories are coming up so you said it felt like survival every day you know I think a part of me couldn't handle that so I had to disassociate and just shut down that yeah, just, just shut mm. that down. But as I've been going through these deeper layers, again, since 2018, um, I am having more memories and just how, how awful, mm -hmm. right? just how awful it was and, um, and why I felt like I had to put myself in this, this masculine role mm -hmm. of, of that striving and doing and pushing. And and you think now at 2018 with all the tools and the experiences and what you've learned is now you sort of it's the what your brain's way of going okay you're ready to remember this now and to yeah. heal and to and it's coming up to heal. I you know I believe that we always get memories when we're ready to right mm -hmm. when our higher mm -hmm. when our higher self thinks that we have <clears throat> the right tools and support. Um. And I'll tell you what, I thought, you know, I healed MS in two, by 2010, and I had no idea that this other stuff was there. Mm. 
until until it came out in 2018. I did, um, you know, maybe people are curious, like, oh, why, why 2018? Why did yeah. it come out? You know, I went to this, um, I'm going to call it a retreat, though it wasn't like a fun retreat. It was more like a, let's stir up your shit and mm -hmm. um, find out what's still there retreat. And yeah. then um, at, at the end of it, I mean, some stuff came up there, but then at the end of it, I, I did, um, it's not a plant medicine. It's actually a frog medicine called combo. And it released these deeper memories of sexual abuse by my father and my mother um, just kind of ignoring it, mm -hmm. um, you know, for about four years it went on. So yeah, it was, it was a huge, and um, that must've been so really quite shocking as well to not have, not remember that until just you know five years ago how, how could you not remember that right yeah. but again it's, it's and, and all the healing that you've done as well right yeah, it was it was the next uh, you know we always want the next level of mm -hmm. of, re of receiving more right mm -hmm. and and I could finally see why oh I couldn't I couldn't give and receive more love what I say more love in all forms because I had these wounds that had not yet even been acknowledged Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, yeah, I was able to see why, again, I took on such a masculine role, right? It was, it was survival every day in my house, absolutely. Yeah. And it's really quite incredible that you had he already, at that point, you'd already healed yourself from MS. So you'd already done so much healing and, and, and forgiving and loving self-love and all those things for you to be able to cure yourself of MS. And yeah, I'm still, I'm still in awe about that. Like I, I, that I is still, I'm like, it is, it's mind blowing, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it is absolutely mind blowing that you've been able to do that. And, and I, I know that you help clients that also have um, health issues and trauma to, to release that and to heal. Yeah. Quite huge connection. I mean, that, that mm. helped me see, like I knew before that there was a huge connection between trauma and illness, but that mm -hmm. was like, because even though the MS was healed, I still struggled with um, really bad GI problems. Right. You know, I always tell my clients now, like the initial symptom, like, you know, the initial negative symptom your body had, which I already had GI issues, I was told as an infant. Um, okay. And so not surprised, right? The thing that is, mm. that is the core is probably going to be healed last in the body, right? Because the body's holding on to it. And it, like you say, it's layers. It's getting to the, the deepest of layers. And that's a really brave journey to, to embark on, isn't it, as well? You know, I, yes. And, you know, people ask, like, you know, how can... Where did you get the, the courage, right? And, and things mm -hmm. like that. And um, we'll be going into that in a little bit, like the courage to, to come from that divine feminine. And mm. you no, know, at the time, I didn't believe in something bigger, mm -hmm. what I call something bigger. But looking yeah. back now, I see that I was completely guided and supported because I didn't really have, you know, when I was going through healing the MS, my husband was not supportive, my husband at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have friends or a doctor that really supported what I was choosing to do to, to heal it, right? Mm -hmm. They wanted me to be on Western medicine. And I was like, yeah. no, it's, 
that's not working for me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, um, I mean, it sounds maybe a little bit strange, but. um. (laughs) And with the anxiety and the depression and things, was that something that you had, can you remember having that through your childhood or was that something that came later on in adult life? You know, it wasn't diagnosed until my early 20s. But looking back, you know, yeah, I can remember at the age of five, like having extreme anxiety, like crying and shaking and Mm -hmm. grandma saying my grandma raised me a good portion of my childhood. Um, And her asking what you're five years old, like Mm -hmm. can be wrong, but I, you know, I couldn't express it obviously at that age you know what was going on in my house and then I think the depression I really started to um from what I remember it really started in middle school mm-hmm. you know I think I hit puberty early and I was really teased a lot um mostly by boys mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah so <laughs> I think um but maybe that maybe it was there before then. It's so interesting that you asked that question because I remember looking back at my my school photos and in first grade, I had I was smiling and I was like gl- glowing and happy. Second grade, I had no smile. I was like, I looked like I was flat and dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that was when the abuse, somewhere in there is when the sexual abuse yeah. started. Yeah. Because it was such a weird, yeah bizarre Mm. Mm. just feel like I need to take a big deep breath after that yeah yeah and you know and I just want everyone listening to know like we often do this people be like oh my god that's so much worse than what I had and Mm. like we're not here to compare you know we all Mm. chose whatever experiences we have on our, our journey and you know, I get a lot of clients that say, yeah, but I didn't have it as bad as you, or it's not about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Real version yeah. of our wounds. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So clearly that's, you know, one of the reasons you're so passionate about helping other women as well, connecting to their divine feminine power. So when, when did you sort of realize that that's what you were doing? Wow. Um, you know, probably not till that 2018 point, you know, I mean, I, I started helping people heal, um, illness. I wouldn't have called it like the divine, even though I've, I've always mostly worked with women. I mean, I do work with some men too, but it's always mostly been women. And I don't think I called it like feminine power. I did always call it like your personal power, you know, like stepping into your power. But really that I, seeing that masculine feminine aspect, I don't think that really came into my awareness till, till yeah, probably 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been teaching what I call the three Ps, which we'll get into a little bit later, um, which really are, I, I call them a combination of that shadow masculine, sh- shadow feminine, right? Because there's, there's shadow feminine too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, would it be okay if I if I teased that out a little bit for people? Yeah. What the, what yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Please um, do. You know, 
from my perspective at this point, and of course, we're always learning and growing, but that, um, well, let me go here. What is that? What does divine feminine look like? And then maybe yeah. we'll go in there. Yeah, that's, that's what I was, I want to know a bit how you see divine feminine power. What is, because not everybody, you know, not everybody knows what that is. What does it mean? And how does it look? Yeah, what does it mean? What does it look like in your life? So I, again, I can only speak from what it looks like in my life. And mm-hmm. one of the big things is that unconditional love and acceptance of myself, which I've come a long way. You know, I used to really beat myself up a lot yeah. and had a lot of self-hatred, especially around my body because of the sexual abuse um, mm-hmm. that I had and did not knowing why I had it, right? Because again, I didn't know till 2018, like, why do, you know, I mean, yes, the boys teased me. Yes, I had, well, I shouldn't say just, but yeah, I was date raped when I was 15 as well. So I've had a lot of sexual abuse. So I always figured even before I knew about my dad, like, that's why I had so much body hatred. Uh, And many women, and so were many women experienced sexual abuse. Yeah. So many, you know, the hashtag me too, but there's, there's so many more that do that just keep quiet and we don't I don't think we realize the impact that it has on everything absolutely everything everything in our life um I felt like a piece of shit yeah you know I I felt I felt broken I felt um yeah just all all of all of that stuff and and for those of you that are like oh I haven't been sexually abused well here's the deal sexual abuse comes in there's a spectrum, right? Yeah. It can be, it can be all at the end of being raped. Mm-hmm. But there's touching that's inappropriate. Yeah. There's sexual, like verbally sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I believe almost every woman on the planet has had something. I find it very hard to believe that they haven't. Yeah. And maybe you don't remember. Right. So that's the other yeah, thing too. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out about my dad, um, it was amazing how many of my clients within months had memories. Um, that's interesting, isn't it? That's yeah. Right. So interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, mm-hmm. the unconditional acceptance of my body, of my emotions, I, you know, like maybe lots of you growing up, emotions were not, especially negative ones weren't okay in my house. Mm-hmm. even if they were too positive it wasn't okay I was made to feel guilty <laughs> for feeling good yeah because my parents weren't feeling, feeling happy good. yeah 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 so and and I think another big one accepting for myself body emotions and you know really what I desired in life um, really what I wanted because anytime I expressed what I desired growing up I was either told I was stupid or silly or um, shamed right? Shamed, shamed for it. Cause maybe my, it required money and my parents didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think those are some big ones. Um, that are and important. It's, yeah. And it's a really, it's um, to go from feeling like you said, like shit, like just dog poo on a shoe yeah. to that's such a big growth to really accepting and giving yourself unconditional love and loving every single part of you of who you are no matter what 
that's 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 a big you know no it takes it does take time doesn't it it does take time to absolutely to to go into each of those layers and allow that healing to happen yeah and it's still not a hundred percent at this point you know Mm -hmm. um I just went through another thing the other day where I had thought I had healed the date rape and I was like working with it with um, one of my coaches and mentors. Uh, she brought it up and I was like, oh no, I'm done with that. Like I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And she said uh, something happened. She said something and I, I felt it in my body. And then the belief that came up was, you know, I'm a piece of shit <laughs> still like I'm, it's my fault and, mm-hmm. and I'm disgusting. And there's, right, and I, there's, a, there's a, a lot of shame attached to that as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, even, so even acceptance of our past wounds, I think that's a, that, right? Like, like just because that wound happened to us doesn't mean we're broken or we're a piece of poop. <laughs> and as we're talking about this, it's bringing stuff up for me. Um, you know, making me feel sick to my stomach and, and I'm feeling quite tearful because um, I also was date raped at 17. Um, yeah, it's in, as, and you, you do a lot of healing, but there's, there's so many layers of it and it's having grace for yourself and having compassion rather than judging how you feel and being okay that it's okay to feel these emotions and they need to be released. You know, I think that's the only way, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier that I had disassociated and, um, you know, even though I had worked on the date rape so much before, I think I'm more in my body now. Mm -hmm. I'm less disassociated than I was when like years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer, right? That, like you said, you just got sick to your stomach. Like we have Mm -hmm. to feel it. We have to feel it to to release it. Mm -hmm. It's not just this mental you know, intellectual thing that we often think like, oh yeah, I've forgiven, I'm over it. But it's it's still living in our bodies yeah. until we can be in our body enough to feel it and release it, which is just being with the emotion a lot of times, right? Just being with it, breathing with it. Yeah. That and it's that okay to have it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and a lot of us fear um fear our feelings. But our feelings are so important to be able to release them. And a feeling isn't going to, in fact, I was having a conversation with a client today. A feeling isn't actually going to kill you. No, it's so interesting, though. But as a child, it feels like it's going to. And because, we don't, and because we don't have the adult support, most of us, to, to work through it, we've mm-hmm. stuffed it. Yeah. We've stuffed it. And I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because it brings me kind of to that next piece of our divine feminine which is being able to, what's the word, make decisions or take action from a place of our divine feminine guidance versus all of those, those ego beliefs. And our emotions are one of our biggest guidance systems. Yes. And if we've been stuffing those, which I believe everyone on the planet pretty much has to some degree, mm-hmm. how can we be in touch with that guidance? Yeah. Right. So it's so important that we we learn these new healthy tools um, to be with our emotions. So divine feminine power looks like total unconditional love, acceptance, acceptance. grace, compassion, 
It also looks like being in tune with our inner guidance system, which a lot of that is feelings and emotions. Yeah, I mean, I say our bodies, um, I talk about feelings as physical sensations in the body and then mm -hmm. emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Emotions as, as happy, sad. Nausea would be a physical mm -hmm. symptom in the body, right? Yeah. And then anxiety yeah. probably goes with that or fear. Or, yeah. And that would be the emotion. And those are both two of our biggest guidance systems, you know, clairsentience, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, there's, there's four big clairs and clairsentience is the feeling. Yeah. And if you're out of your body and that's supposed to be the most popular, most common clair is clairsentience, feeling in your body for guidance. And most of us are disassociated. So it's like, we can't access that. So I think that is really important that and a huge part of, of being in your, your feminine power is, yeah, feeling, letting yourself feel. And creating space to connect and tune into your own intuition, whatever, whether that's clairsentient, whether that's um, clairvoyancy, whether, whatever, whether that's any of the mm -hmm. clairs. And, and also, it's funny because I think a lot of us are very intuitive we well we all are we all are intuitive and a lot of us will get an idea or something uh, a thought an idea and not necessarily realize that that is actually your intuitive your guidance your feminine guidance your well um your feminine power and I think the more we recognize that when an idea does come through to us or a I know with you, you do the same with your clients, you're talking and all of a sudden something just comes through and you start going in that direction. As you said earlier in this call, we don't know where this conversation is going to go. Um, recognizing that as your intuitiveness, I think is really important because the more you do, the more you receive. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, and I think we'll be talking a little bit about what blocks it. And, you know, mm. but right now I just want to interject, right, that we have all of these limiting beliefs and fears. So yeah, our guidance will often come in, but then we'll shut it down or we'll, we'll say that doesn't make sense or that's silly or that's stupid or, you know, whatever we heard growing up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Guidance got our, our, we, you know, we were all born, I believe in and with the divine masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And but because of those past wounds and traumas, we've taken on these limiting beliefs and fears that have caused us to either turn it off completely or just turn it down, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah. was probably turned off completely, but yeah, until the MS came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I think that's a huge piece. Um, you know, another piece of the divine feminine is... I'm going to call it taking action, inspired action from a place of like ease and flow versus that ego push and drive. Yeah. So like a great example is when I did open up to my intuition, um, you know, it would come in and then my, what I call the superhuman would take it. And it was like urgent. It was like strive and push. Like when I first started my business mm -hmm. you know, in 2008 or 10 or whatever it was, it was like, I, I was, even though I was acting from my guidance, I was doing it in such a shadow masculine, right? That, that pushing and striving and 
Yeah, which is what I think was one of the biggest pieces of having MS. I just, you know, it's, it's, that's what I call the superhuman, like superwoman or superman. It's like, yes, yeah. Hustling and pushing yourself. Yeah, past, past your, past your limits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's mentally and or physically, mm-hmm. yeah. I think a lot of us, again, that's, it's a pattern, you know, that we picked up in childhood to survive. And that's one of the biggest things that needs to shift so we can have more of that ease. Um, so like flow to me equals ease, grace, and joy, like doing things with ease, grace, and joy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that pushing and striving? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is so much, it's such an easier journey. And and when you are in that flow, things just start happening without that pushing and they just start turning up. Like say they just start showing up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's probably one of the hardest ones for most of the people I work with. And it still can be for me, you know, I can mm. still get a download of a million ideas. Yeah. And then my, my superhuman steps in and, and it's like, okay, we got like, it's like, let's do them all now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that sense of urgency, isn't it? Is that excitement and sense of urgency. And it's, yeah, it's like, got to get it done. Got to get it done. I want to want it all done now. Yeah. And it's like, and, and then like, some people, it's like, oh, a sexy excuse. Yes, but I'm passionate about it. It's like, yes. And are you feeling depleted? Yes. Right? Are you are yes. you feeling anxious, overwhelmed, or exhausted? Because yeah. if you are, then that's not from a place of flow. No. No. And I still get caught. I still, yeah, I still have to work with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So we we mentioned earlier blocks and one of the, you know, talked with a couple of blocks of our beliefs and what we were told growing up. What other what other things block us from tuning in, from feeling? Because we are always connected to our divine feminine power, but we don't always feel it. So how how do we feel that? What what's or what blocks us from from feeling that and from being really in tune with it? Yeah, so I already touched on one. Mm-hmm. There's the, that superhuman, right? That, that keeps us out of flow. And I'm going to say the other two biggies. Um, and again, these are patterns that we pick up in childhood in order to survive, in order to get our needs met. So we've got the superhuman, and then we've also got what I call the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest, and, and that kind of goes along with, you know, we talked about unconditional acceptance and love. The perfectionist has no room for that. Right. It's, it's constantly judging <clears throat> something is right or wrong. Definitely the not good enough. Yeah. Right. So if you get guidance coming in to do something, let's just say in your, your career, your business, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, but I'm not, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not further along in my own healing. So I, I hear that a lot because <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of my clients are coaches, healers, or are meant to be. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll say, oh, but I'm not far enough along, right? So, so that's kind of a symptom or sign of a perfectionist as well. Yeah. And, and, and beating yourself up when you quote unquote make a mistake, there are no mistakes. No. So I think a lot of us, you know, and I really grew up with two very perfectionistic parents. And so, you know, I got, I called myself not just a type A, but a triple A. 
And because because <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yep, yep. If I was going to do it, it was going to be, you know, had to be. Yeah, but then you know, also, you know, again, let's have compassion for ourselves because, mm. again, I took on that that pattern in order to survive. Right? It's the walking on eggshells. It's the not wanting to make a mistake. So all hell didn't break loose in my house. Um, so I think that's a big one, Jen. And then the third one um, is what I call that part of us that wants to people please. Yeah. And so maybe we don't follow our guidance or we don't, um, how do I want to say this? We don't ask for maybe the support we need. You know, that's another aspect of divine feminine, being able to receive support, not just give it. Yeah, that's, and this is a side note. That's like the shadow feminine is when you are giving, 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 and you're not receiving, right? So I think that people-pleasing part of us, you know, we often do things that either we don't want to do, or, you know, maybe it's just not a good time for us to do it because our cup is at 50% or 25%, or maybe it's at zero but we do it to please somebody else or we don't do something to please someone else. Um, I'm thinking of the example of with my ex-husband, you know, I wanted to start this business mm -hmm. and he said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You have to keep, he had a lot of money fear. You have to keep your secure occupational therapy job in the hospital. If you, if you start your business and you quit your job, I'm leaving you. And mm -hmm. I, that is what happened. I, you know, I started my business. I quit my job and I knew he was going to leave me, but I, I knew I had to stop not doing something that I needed to do, not only to heal the MS, right? I mean, that was a big piece of it, right? But yeah. to honor, to honor myself and my guidance, right? So I think those are the, the three, the three biggest blocks to being in our divine feminine power. Right. So that unconditional mm -hmm. acceptance and love, acting from our intuition, flow versus push, receiving support. And I kind of alluded to it. The fifth thing is to keep your cup full. Mm -hmm. right? We have to keep our cup full to be able to be that divine feminine power that is here to, I, I think, to change the world, right? To, to uplift. And, and really shift the planet at this, mm -hmm. at this time. So, yeah, yeah, it's one, it's a small task. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> I'll do that in a day. Right. So, I mean, you guys, so there's listening also, too. yeah, there's also that there's kind of a feeling of um, responsibility of there can be a responsibility and that way that can weigh heavy. So, that can be a bit of a block as well when you're feeling responsible to make such a massive change or have a an impact on on humanity. Well, and that's and that's the superhuman you're talking about. Yeah, about she, yeah. She's it's it's I have to do it and I have to do it all alone. Yeah, and and here's the deal: everyone on the planet, you know, we we all have to do our part. So this is a big reminder, you know, for myself and for my clients, right? Like if a, mm -hmm. if a client of mine isn't isn't following through with something I've suggested, that's not on me. Yes, yeah. And, and don't, and not even go to clients, we can talk about our children. 
we can talk about, I don't have children, I have clients, right? Um, I never <laughs> had children. So um, our husbands or our wives or family, like we talked about before we started recording, Jen, right? Like neither of my parents at this point are choosing to make some healthy healthy changes in their lives. And because of that, I have chosen not to have communication with them mm-hmm. um, for my own sanity. But, <laughs> but but yeah, so we're not here it's, to- It's those ha- healthy boundaries, isn't it? Well, actually right now, that's not where I want to be. I don't want to be in that environment. So keeping my cup full. Is... Healthy boundaries have to happen in order to keep your cup full. That's a mm-hmm. huge, important part of our divine feminine power is not being walked on. Even though, and even though people get acceptance kind of, it's like we can accept somebody as they are and where they're at on their journey. That doesn't mean we have to tolerate bad behavior or, or things that are hurting us. Yes. Right. So I think those healthy boundaries, whether it's around your time, whether it's around your energy, um, you know, my mom has a lot of vampire energy, so I have to be, you know, yeah, I've got to protect my energy. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a huge piece and we could go on for hours. um, But I know that we don't have. (laughs) So what what, what would you say, just um, a couple of really key things to shift those blocks so that you can be in that flow and tune in just give me a a two or three yeah so I would say you know as always awareness is key Mm -hmm. yeah right so awareness with acceptance so even looking at right now in your life which of these I call them the three p's right the perfection people pleasing pretending to be superhuman which of those you know I think we all have all of them Mm mm-hmm you know, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves, right? And try to do it all. That's the superhuman. So which one of those is probably the one that is most negatively impacting you right now? That's keeping you from being in your divine feminine. The awareness and acceptance of which one of those three Ps is one that you'd like to focus on right now. You know, which one is hurting you the most right now or keeping you from being connected with your divine feminine? And then once you pick that, that P, you know, really getting to the bottom, I always say we look back, but we don't stare, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it is helpful sometimes to say like, where, where did that come from? Right. Um, I think our mind sometimes needs that. So, you know, that might be a piece of it for you. It's like, where did this come from? Because I think that helps us have compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. Yeah, is when we know where it comes from. Right. And then gentle reflection. Yeah. So I can say, oh, like, okay, that started maybe around the age of six, maybe earlier. And can I have compassion for that six year old? Right. Can I have, instead of anger. So I used to get really angry with my perfectionist or my people pleaser or, and then I'm like, no, like, I know where this comes from Mm -hmm. and let's have compassion for her first. So that's the next piece right, is, is having compassion for yourself when you fall, when you know you've fallen into yeah. that pattern again. Um, I think that's, that is key, right? So the, the awareness, the acceptance, and then that compassion, right? Which again, I, I think we really, knowing where, where it comes from is important to have that compassion. 
And then the third kind of step, I would say, or piece of this, because I think they're all happening at once. They're not always happening in a linear order. Yeah. um, Is being able to soothe. So we know that all these patterns are driven by fear. Mm -hmm. So what I like to say is I'm going to show up as that divine parent to that part of me. And I'm going to soothe her. Or if there's any men listening to this, soothe him. Right. Because I think even men have a divine feminine. Right. I think we all have. Yes. Yeah. So when I say divine parent, that's the divine masculine and feminine and that we show up. And I'm really teaching a lot in these past couple of years because I'm I'm doing it for myself. It's part of my healing, soothing that part of me with what is true now. So I'll have to soothe, for example, the part of me that wants to pack my schedule full and do everything today. And I have to say, you know what? We don't have to do that anymore in order to survive, in order to prove ourselves, in order to make enough money, right? To Because we know that actually cuts down or constricts our feminine flow, right? When we we get into one of those patterns or blocks, if you want to call them blocks. So that soothing. Right, soothing with what is true now. Like, okay, you know what? As a child, maybe I had to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had to please. Maybe I had to be perfect. Now, pleasing everyone's not even, it's impossible. Number one. Yeah. Number two, there is no perfect. Right? Number three, I'm not superhuman. I am a, I am a woman on a spiritual journey and I have limits. Right? I, I have limits with my energy. Uh, mentally and physically, and I don't want to get a mess again. So you better pull in the rain, sister. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that's soothing with what is what is true now, but but acknowledging it, it, we maybe had to do these things in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But we're not children anymore. We are powerful. Now we remember we're powerful souls, that we don't have to, to do those things anymore to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. They actually go against survive. They actually go against thriving, which is what we want. Yeah. They'll keep us yeah. stuck in that survival pattern. Yeah. And, w- and when we're tuned in, connected to that, that beautiful divine feminine power and energy, we are thriving. Absolutely. That, that's mm-hmm. what allows us to thrive. Mm-hmm. And again, I, you know, as we've said before, Jen, I just want to kind of knock it, knock it in a little deeper this is not going to happen probably overnight. You know, like these patterns I've been working with for a long time and I can still fall back in. So we have to remember, you know, we're on a spiral and just because we fall back in doesn't mean we're going backwards. No, it doesn't mean we have to stay there either. It's No, no, it's another turn on the spiral. So compassion when you fall back in and, you know, not beating yourself up, right? It's like, yeah, like it's, that's the perfectionist beating yourself up again for not being perfect. It's crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love that description of a spiral because when you think of a journey as a spiral, you don't ever feel like you're going backwards, but if you think about it linear, so it's a, it's a nice visual to have, and it's a nice way of looking at how we grow um, on our journey and how we follow the path. As you say, we're not going backwards. It's another turn on the spiral. Um, but there's a lot in there that I really, I needed some reminding. So thank you. That was, yeah, 
um, definitely want to listen to again. And um, tell us a little bit about the gift that you, you have a wonderful, a truly amazing gift. Uh, release the three Ps, is that correct? Yeah. Tell, yeah, us, so tell these, us a little bit about the gift that you're offering. Yeah. So these three Ps we've kind of been talking about uh, mm. today and something I've been teaching since, I think I've been teaching them since 2015. Um, so you receive um, a video and an audio lesson to go deeper into what that looks like. So you can have that awareness. And then there's tools to help you accept and shift um, these limiting beliefs and fears that we're talking about that, that drive these patterns. Um, and two of the tools that you guys get a sample of are my guided therapeutic meditation practice. And so I say that that's more of a, um, I like to explain these tools as one is more working with the subconscious yeah, and one's working more with the conscious. So that guided meditation, you can fall asleep to it. You can drift off. Sometimes it even works better. It helps work with that subconscious right, mm -hmm. where we hold these, these limiting beliefs and fears. And then the self-soothing or I call it the self-healing process, but that's helping you do more of that soothing I was just talking about. It's a more conscious process where you step in and you are working with that six-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, you know, that younger part of you that took on that pattern to begin with. So you get a sample um, of those uh, tools as well when you sign up. Sounds wonderful. Brilliant. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, my favorite quote is progress, not perfection. Mm. So I, I think that's also a very divine feminine quality is able to look at your progress, even if it's small and be your own cheerleader. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. I think we didn't learn that growing up. So that's a really important thing to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. you know, even, even if you're going through a load of, of crap um, and you feel like you're in your dark night of the soul, it's, oh, this is, you know, it's okay. And this is part of your process too, right? This is part of your journey. Mm -hmm. And um, if you fall off the wagon, that's part of your journey too. So having that gentleness, I guess that's the quality. Yes. Right? Yeah. Passion, but there's also that like kindness and gentleness, I think. So yeah, progress, not perfection. I have it in a lot of places to remind me <laughs> of that. Yeah. Being AAA. <laughs> <laughs> And, and how can people reach you? What's the best way for them to reach you? Is it via your website or? You can either go to tanyapenny.com, which is my website, or you can email me at tanya at tanyapenny.com. Okay. And those links will be in the description. So uh... yeah. Yeah. And I also have a YouTube channel, which will uh, be in the description, I think, and an Instagram. So lots of ways Fabulous. to play together. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for your time. I really enjoyed it. And again, as I say, I've um, had some really good reminders. So thank you. And um, thank you for listening. And we will catch you next time on another episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Please like, share, subscribe. Anyone you think that would benefit from listening to this really deep, powerful episode, please share. And um, we look forward to till uh, seeing you next time. Take care. Bye.
Bye. Thanks, Jen. Bye.